0: On BYU Sports Nation, Cougar Camp All Access takes on the biggest strength and the biggest question mark of the BYU defense. We go two on one with one of the most feared men on the BYU defense, Alani Fu, on why he feels like he's competing for his starting spot. Plus, Blaine Fowler joins us live in studio to show off his new physique and his game plan for (laughs) BYU
1: against UConn. Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation presented by The BYU Store, simulcast on BYU Radio and BYU TV. Now from Studio B, your hosts, Spencer Linton and
0: Jerem Jordan. High five. High five. BYU Sports Nation on your radio, television, and other media machines presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. It is Tuesday, August 5th. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with your fourth place finisher at the Utah County Risk Championships, Jerem Jordan. Oh, I wish, man.
2: I I wish. I I play that on the reg now on my phone. I discovered there's an app. I love Risk. Okay, on the phone it's much better than in real life now because it doesn't take like three and a half hours and like five people. That was my issue. Just too much time. Yeah.
0: Okay. Isn't it about? Time. Time? (laughs) You need to pause more. That's the key. Wherever and however you're dialed in, great to have you with us. Let me wish a sincere congratulations to BYU. According to the 62nd annual Princeton Review, BYU is the most stone-cold sober school 17 years running. For some reason, Princeton owns the market
2: on this thing? Party schools and non-party schools? Party school goes to Syracuse. Woo! Congratulations. You know what? Let's raise a cold one. Yep
0: little creamery milk never hurt anybody. A <laughs> little
2: chocolate milk. You know, yeah, 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 toast yeah. it, bro. Stone Cold Woo, Sober, stone 17 cold.
0: years in a row. And that chocolate milk tastes delicious. Hey, what
2: happened 18 years ago? That's
0: the real question.
2: Yeah, what, was there a mutiny? When BYU's not number one, then what? I ask the question. <laughs> there will be riots in the streets of Provo.
1: BYU, I
0: know. Ah! Speaking of Stone Cold Sober, did you hear this? Uh, BYU had to pull its Rise as one title because Anheuser-Busch had trademarked that phrase. Whoops. <laughs>
2: <laughs> rise and uh, Roar is the new motto. Rise and Roar. Rise and Roar. Yeah.
0: That's who knew. I mean that's that's really funny. Yeah. It is a We spent Sometimes way too much people time have talking a different about different name. Yeah. beer. <laughs> Or the
2: lack thereof. Or
0: the lack thereof. Join our conversation 24-7 using the hashtag BYUSN. Get involved starting with today's Twitter question. Which BYU linebacker are you most
2: excited to watch this season? Use hashtag BYUSN. Some newcomers in there, some guys you're familiar with. Bronson Kofusi, now a linebacker. Which one are you most excited to
0: watch this season? Weigh in on Twitter. At Carson underscore Dudley says this. Fred Warner, incredible mm. athlete with tons of promise. He will be a game changer, just like Kyle Van Noy. That'd be awesome. From what we saw on Saturday, I cannot disagree. I mean, he was fantastic on Saturday. BYU Sports Nation drink simulcast. Some more milk. I'm thirsty. Simulcast in beautiful radio vision on BYU Radio and on BYU TV. Rise and shout, my friends! It's time for what's trending. What's trending in BYU Sports Nation? Topic one. Linebacker you. There are 20 linebackers on the 105-man BYU fall camp roster. 20. That's just under 20%,
2: right? 5%. Wait. 20 divided by 105 is under
0: 5%. Well, No. 20 of 105 is
2: 20%. It's just under 20%, like I said. <laughs> <laughs> just under 5 would be like 7 dudes. Okay, so the... If you're if you're from listen, it, I didn't take a math class at BYU.
0: Yeah, that's right, you didn't. I didn't, bring, is, I didn't bring my TI eighty six to <laughs> class today. It's <laughs> showing twenty linebackers on the fall camp roster. That's a lot. That is a lot. It's roughly twenty percent. Now let's get you caught up today. If you're not familiar with how BYU runs their defense, three, four, four linebackers. Okay, Jerem, you broke this down in the meeting. I will allow you now. To break down the linebacker situation, even though you messed up that math, question. okay. Thank you. Uh,
2: four linebackers, two outsides, two insides. Uh, a the Will and Sam on the outside, meaning weak and strong, and then in the middle, the Buck and Mike uh, are both middle linebackers. If you play a three, if you play a four three, then you just have one middle linebacker. So BYU has two. The Mike specifically has bigger responsibility. He makes some of the on-field checks. Once Paul Tidwell, uh, you know. uh, receives the call from upstairs and or Nick Howell and Bronco Menhall send in the signals. Then on the field, it's kind of your cat safety and your Mike linebacker with big big responsibilities on the field. So the question is with BYU this year, the inside linebacker is a question
0: mark. Outside linebacker appears to be loaded with talent. There is a reason that Wani Unga and Craig Bills were the leading tacklers on this BYU defense because everything is funneled up yes. that direction. Yes. We'll get into more of the intricacies of that, but you bring up the outside linebackers. Hey, I think of depth. Uh, it's a proven position at BYU. We, I feel like we know what we're going to get because we have seen players perform there that are going to be back. It's a case of the strongest position group on defense, the outside, against what some of the coaches are calling the biggest question mark on the defense, which is the inside linebackers. Okay, so let's start with your outside linebackers. Jerem, when you see the outside linebacker group, what do you have there for BYU football in 2014?
2: Alani Fua and Fred Warner at one end, and then uh, I, Troy Hines in the mix as well. And then I see Bronson Kafusi at linebacker, although he hasn't practiced yet. We'll find out today if he is practicing. Today is BYU's fourth practice. Uh, we didn't get to go yesterday. Uh, no media availability, but today we get to watch the last 20 minutes and then do some interviews. Uh, so you have Bronson Kofusi Bronson on one side and Michael Elisa behind him who's been taking first team reps. So you, those five guys at two positions, not to mention the other guys, uh, great depth for BYU. Depth is a word that I think is overused. It's like, just give me talent at those positions, right? Depth, I don't always know what that means. You have a bunch of guys. Everyone has a bunch of guys. Are those guys uh, capable of stepping in and making plays at a similar level? Not the same, because they'd be starting if it was the same.
0: Alani Fua says he feels like he's battling for his starting position because of that depth, because of the quality of the outside linebackers that are all there. He says That's that there's not a much of a disparity. So I like that. We'll have more of that with our two-on-one going uh, that, at Cougar Camp All-Access with Alani Fua on BYU Sports Nation. Okay, so Alani, what makes him so great? Well, he's long and he's athletic he might be the best defensive player for BYU this year. I mean, who, who else is better than Alani Fua? And we asked, no head coach, for me. we asked head coach Matt Wells of Utah State, who's the one guy you kind of worry about to get your blood pressure going? Last year it was Kyle Van Noy. This year, on oh, no surprise, it's number five. Which BYU player or players make your blood pressure spike when you prepare for them in 2014? Alani. He's just, a, I mean, the, the guy is twitchy. The guy is athletic, um, but, you know, number five stands out a bunch. He's twitchy, which is the same word he used to describe Kyle Van Noy. You
2: know, similar players, I don't want to compare Fua to Van Noy per se, but Fua made some big plays, and it, it helps that Van Noy was there. So now we'll see what Alani Fua does without that kind of great uh, playmaking ability. But Van no- uh, Fua is essentially a tall safety playing linebacker. That's the way that I see him because he's kind of thin, Uh, But he's 6'5". If he was 6'2", he'd be stacked a little bit more. But a guy that's relaxed, uh, which I kind of love, and then sort of makes me concerned at times at Big Daddy Fua. I I have this feeling that football is something that he sees as really fun, but he doesn't take it overly seriously. So I I love the fact that he's relaxed. I just wonder now that the senior kind of mantle of, okay, you're the guy. Is thrown on his shoulders, what he does.
0: Well, I wonder if he knows that he's on NFL radars, if that will help uh, <laughs> ramp it up. Right. You know, I mean, because that is happening. Bronson Kafusi, the transition from defensive line back to outside linebacker. He looks slender. He looks really cut. We're assuming he's going to be awesome at that. Kelly Papinga told us there are no issues with him being able to cover... On the outside. He's got the speed. He's Six, got the athleticism. Eight.
2: Tallest outside linebackers in the country. Like, I don't have to look it up anywhere else. That's just what it is.
0: We haven't seen him practice They yet. are tall. Okay. You brought up Michael Elisa. He had, he had a great freshman campaign as a linebacker.
2: Yeah, a lot of special teams play, played. Uh, played some linebacker. I believe he was an inside linebacker as a freshman. But now he's outside. Was asked to play running back and said no. Yeah. He wants to be... A linebacker. I think if I'm Michael Lease, I go, how do I get on the field the most? Senior year, my like 18th season here. How do I get on the field? Linebacker is what he chose. That tells me
0: something. Throw Fred Warner and Troy Hines in there, two great Ballers prospects. Telling. I mean, Warner one. had two interceptions on Saturday. Warner
2: straight out of high school. Hines off a of mission, one of the most highly recruited BOE players out of
0: that year. Really good athletes. I mean, these guys... Heinz looks
2: thin, too, but he's 6'5", as
0: well. He's he's Alani.
2: What's up with these tall linebackers?
0: He's long and athletic, like Alani Fua. So the outside backers are loaded. Playmakers. That takes us to the biggest question mark, and let's go back now to Kelly Papinga, who brought that up on our show.
3: I would say the biggest unknown right now is still who is going to be our two inside backers. Mm. Honestly, that's what I say. I think we have good prospects. Manoa Pakula and then Zach Stout. Those are the two guys that I think are the up and you know the front runners right now. But it seems
0: like every year there's there's a guy that steps up. These are the guys that are supposed to be the leading tacklers. Yet it is the biggest question mark now in fall camp. The inside backers. Zach Stout was the guy coming because out because you spring. don't have
2: a returning starter. Yeah,
0: wani has gone. Austin Jorgensen gone. Uh, Spencer, Hadley. Spencer Hadley gone. Okay. So, you bring back Manoa Pekula and Zach Stout, the two that Kelly Papinga brought up. Zach was, Bronco Mendenhall was super high on him out of spring. Uh, Manoa is not even practicing right now.
2: Academics. So he's
0: he's okay. dealing with some academic issues.
2: Pekula is Wani Unga a year ago. Like, looked good in certain times, uh, made a couple of plays in good situations, with solid tackler. I think Pekula could be a Wani Unga type. Now, he needs to get on the practice field. It's the last week of class, summer semester. He needs to get it going. Zach Stout, when I watched practice over the weekend, looks like a leader out there. He's, he's one of the bigger linebackers. Looks like he's put in time in the offseason, had a great spring. He looks like a guy that will emerge and lead those inside linebackers during the season. I like the body language that I saw from Zach Stout. I am, I'm encouraged by that. And guess what? If you don't want to be at BYU, it's pretty easy not to be here. He
0: wants to be here and be a solid senior linebacker. Any guy that's rocking long sleeve t shirts at practice wants to y- shed some weight. Y- you know he <laughs> means business. But Zach Stout and Manoa Pakula. You hope the Pakula can, can get back you at know, the Mike and Buck on the field. Because he's he is the one proven guy, right? He's the one the guy that has seen like notable game time at the inside backer position.
2: As a backup, yeah. yeah. J- Jeremiah Leo to Doyer, seen time too. A little bit, yeah. We'll see what he's got. And then the the big the big name there. Harvey Lungy, oh, okay. the transfer from Utah, he wanted to play linebacker. We were told he has 10% body fat off
0: a mission. He, like a month off a mission. Look, we shook his hand. We talked to him. He looks phenomenal yes. for being fresh off of a mission. He's being held back a little bit because he's
2: been off the mission so soon. So I wonder if Connecticut, you know, how soon they actually get him in there. We'll see if he can play backer. Played it in high school as well as running back. Everyone knows him as a running
0: back. This guy's a backer. I wonder if he makes an impact this season. There's a reason that everybody wants him to play right now, including yeah. Bronco Mendenhall. Very impressed, not only with him as a person, but as, as a football player just in one practice. So we're right at the beginning um, of his career, but oh, I, I think we all want him to play right now. I want you to listen to this potential starting four backers. Alani Fua, Zach Stout, Manoa Pakula, and Bronson Bronson Cafusi. Okay, throw in there backing up a guy like Harvey Longy and Michael Elisa. Oh Fred Fred and Warner. Fred Warner.
2: <laughs> and Austin Heater at time as a freshman before I mission. I mean they by the way, Sione Takitaki reports of him being kicked off the team. Maybe he was, but he's in camp.
0: He's he's at on practice. the team
2: and is in at com- practice. Yeah.
0: He's there. So something else to watch right there. BYU's defense, we mentioned, it is, it is designed so that the inside backer is the leading tackler, which is why Wani had 143 tackles, Oglet- a
2: BYU record last year. Ogletree, Bauman, Jensen, those Mike linebackers make the most tackles. They're set up to be that way. Andrew Rich was the exception. As a safety, made a ton of tackles. He was a really good safety.
0: There's also something to that because of the speed that BYU decided to play at last year. On offense, which gave them more plays in turn on defense. Absolutely. Which brings us to the stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. 238.
2: BYU's defense faced 238 more plays in 2013 than in 2012. Let me repeat that 238! BYU was top five last year in uh, plays defended. The con of the pro. Uh, tons of plays, is you face a ton. Juan Yunga had 143 tackles in 2013 because he had a great season, but there were more, way more plays to be able to make plays. So BYU is going to give up more points, more yards. There are more tackles to be made. These guys need to step up at linebacker.
0: 238 more That's plays. That's amazing. Which also happens to be the exact number that we started our countdown to Connecticut. That's right.
2: <laughs> that seems so crazy at the beginning, and now we're... Very few days.
0: Yes. Our Twitter question today, which BYU linebacker are you most excited to watch this season? Let's go to the Twitter machine. It's Twitter time. At Ryan Osman, I'm super excited to see how fast and disruptive LeBronson can be chasing foos down. <laughs> it lo-
2: literally says chasing I foos love Twitter. down. <laughs> foo fighters. Who would fight the foo if they didn't? We appreciate them. At RK Hassel. Manoa Pikula, the hub of the defense.
0: The hub. Not the heart. The hub. Whatever, uh, you know,
2: <laughs> analogy you want to make. Metaphor. Symbol.
0: This is an intriguing question because there are so many good, very talented players at that position. There's, there's several unproven guys. That's the big question. Will Zach Stout actually be a baller? Up next on BYU Sports Nation. We go two-on-one with arguably the most dangerous player on the BYU defense, Alani Fuwa, coming at you. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan live from Studio B at BYU Broadcasting. You can always follow our show, get tons of good stuff at BYU Sports Nation.
2: Absolutely, and remember to download the podcast on... uh iTunes. There's also an RSS feed you can subscribe to. So enjoy that. We've uh, we received a tweet yesterday just at Justin D. Sweeney said he was on a road trip, listened to four podcasts, and enjoyed it. So thanks for listening to the show.
0: Stone cold sober, BYU, 17 years running, according to the Princeton Review. Yeah. And Jeremy and I. <laughs> to celebrate it, brought our chocolate. Like milk only BYU today. can. <laughs> Along with our linebacker, you conversation as well, also trending in BYU Sports Nation. Men's volleyball released their schedule yesterday. You compared it to an SEC football schedule, Jeremy.
2: Yeah, the way BYU plays is like Alabama or LSU schedule, plus playing Stanford and Oregon. BYU's playing Lewis, who made the final six last year, as well as Loyola, the defending champs. Those are neutral side games in Palo Alto to start the season. In the
0: post-Taylor-Sander era. I'm excited about this group, though. It's going to be fun. Yeah, Volleyball, not the only sport to announce its schedule yesterday. Baseball also releasing their schedule. They play Nebraska, Oklahoma, UC Santa Barbara, and San Diego State. 16 home games. They've, they've front-loaded the non-conference schedule. So they play Utah. I glanced at it, but I didn't notice Like they play Utah, they right? They play Utah as well. Okay,
2: Which Co- is always,
0: always a feature game, but not quite the level of competition that Nebraska and Oklahoma are going to bring. Two games, home and road. Okay, awesome. So, I mean, you play in the West Coast Conference, Pepperdine, always a good team. San Diego. San Diego, Discovered always a good team. Discovered by the Germans. Yeah. Yep. So, uh, it's, it's been a bunch of scheduling news over the past 24 hours. Our conversation today has been focused on the linebackers, and our Twitter question is, which linebacker are you most excited to watch this season? At Blue Cougar Football says, Fua. He played in Kyle Van Noy's shadow last year, but showed he was a great playmaker in his own right, can't wait to see his encore. He had the game-saving interception against Houston. He pick had the pick-six against six. Georgia Tech. That's right.
2: Now, so now it's his time to elevate his game. I mean, playing opposite Van Noy there's some opportunities there, right? So Alani Fu has got to be a leader on this team, if not
0: the best player. We spoke with Alani two-on-one at Cougar Camp all access on BYU Sports Nation. We addressed everything from why he feels like he's starting or he's competing for his starting spot to... To the uh, <laughs> the lack of facial hair that he has. Yeah, that's awesome. Now we go Cougar and Camp. All- maybe yes. You'll be, be Cougar Camp All Access goes now.
1: We are getting you ready for the BYU football season with insider access to fall camp. This is Cougar Camp All Access on BYU
0: Sports Nation. Cougar Camp All Access here with Alani Fua, linebacker. Day one, Milani. Uh, you've been through it before. Was there anything specific or, or different about this time around?
4: Um, I think the main thing that stuck out to me was all the incoming freshmen at the outside linebacker position um, compared to all the other years. These guys are like already almost better than me. I feel like so kind of like feel like I'm fighting for my spot again. But um, I think so far that's the main thing. They're just so advance coming out of high school and that's that's what surprised me so
2: what was better today practice or your mustache game right now
4: uh mustache game's failing a little bit but uh (laughs) so i definitely go with practice Okay.
0: <laughs> let's let, let's talk <laughs> about, to transition yeah, over that. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm I'm just <laughs> still staring at the mustache. Okay, let's let's get back to football. Uh, we t- asked Kelly Papinga, who's the outside linebackers coach, what the biggest question mark about this team was, and he said the inside linebackers. I know you're an outside guy, but you still talk to the inside guys. Uh, what's what's the situation there and, and who's who have been the guys uh, at least coming into camp?
4: Yeah. I mean you guys are going to think I'm biased, but Zach Stout, he today he killed it. He got, like, two interceptions, making plays in the backfield. Uh, I think he's going to surprise a lot of people. I think he's going to do a really good job. So, so that Alex Christian Connection. hes uh, He's
2: got long sleeves. He's trying to shed weight. I just think it's crazy when a guy wears long sleeves.
4: <laughs> yeah, I don't know. When we were walking out of uh, the locker room today, he asked me, he's like, am I crazy for wearing a long sleeve today? But Did I you mean, say yes? No, because even in high school, he always did that. 100-degree practice, he's wearing long sleeve. I don't know. Trying to cover his arms because he's small. I don't know. So.
0: <laughs> so much has been said about how tall the outside linebackers are between you and Bronson. Uh, how do you feel about uh, the length and, and what that brings to the BYU football program in 2014?
4: I mean, I used to think I was like a little too tall to play outside linebacker, but now with Bronson there, I kind of feel short around him. But So it's good, though, but... We're going to be knocking down a lot of balls. It's just going to be hard to throw around us, so I think it's going to be a good addition to the defense. The c- first couple of days of practice, what do you really hope to accomplish? Um, just starting out strong, I guess. I, there's always like the question in your mind, like how's it going to... Even though I've done it so many times, I'm still kind of unsure how things are going to flow because each year we kind of have a different philosophy of practice, I guess. So just kind of feeling things out and getting in a rhythm i guess so how's this year's practice philosophy different um this year i think we're we shortened practice a little more i don't remember i don't know if you remember last year our first practice was like three hours long so i think they were trying to avoid doing that again but um just i think we did a lot more learning today especially with all the new guys because last year we had so many returning starters and everyone kind of already knew the defense but now we're kind of slowing things down and just kind of doing the basics of our defense. So.
0: What's the most difficult thing about transitioning out of summer life? I know you're married and you got that life back into the grind of everyday football.
4: Yeah. I mean, this summer I had no summer. I was working every day. I had I took spring and summer classes. I'm still in classes right now. So What were you thinking, Alani? Uh, <laughs> this is not how I want to spend my <laughs> senior season summer, I guess. So, But it was good. It kind of kept me organized because usually I kind of drift off and when I come back to school, it's kind of a shocker. But now I'm just just keep going. It's been like a long, never-ending movie, I guess.
2: Okay. Oh. How was your uh, How was your
4: experience? I guess Friday night uh, at Bronco Maddenholz's house and the lip sync in particular. What was your group? Um, it was good. Our song. I think the only reason we lost was our song. What we, was your song? It was um, "Good Feeling" by Flow Rider. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, everyone else had kind of like funny songs, like Gangnam Style, and just. Fun songs you could do stuff with, but ours was just, like, a serious song, so.
0: Well, between Jamal Williams singing Katy Perry and, and you doing Flowrider, I have all these amazing images in my, yeah. in my head right now. Did somebody take pictures of this? Is there a video of this?
4: Um, so I think one of the BYU guys videoed the whole thing, so I'm sure it'll be on my highlight tape Yeah, you know, we're going to need to see this. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. It was mm-hmm. good. we never done anything like that before, so it was fun.
2: What's the difference for you
4: now as a senior? Kyle Noy's graduated of, okay, I've got to be a leader in this team. Um yeah it's been kind of different cuz usually I'm kind of laid back. I just kind of do my thing and put my input in here and there but now I feel like it's kind of my job to teach all the younger guys cuz I'm I am the veteran in the room now so it's kind of it's kind of weird but at the same time it's nice to um be the one that people come to to ask me questions and be the, I don't know, Godfather. Whatever the voice or, of reason, yeah. the Godfather, the linebacker. Yeah, basically. is that your nickname this year? No. <laughs> <laughs> you like that? Mm, I like Big Daddy Fua. So.
2: Big Daddy Fua. I, I mean, being the guy that they come to to ask questions. Now, yeah. yeah. We, we like asked
0: Utah Fuua. State head coach Matt Wells the one player on BYU's team that makes his blood pressure rise. Last year it was Kyle Van Noy. Without hesitating, he said, Alani. How do you feel about the opposing coaches? terming you as the guy that they worry about the most
4: um I try not to listen to all that kind of stuff just I just feel like if I do my thing I just uh focus on all the little things I need to do then the coaches will have high blood pressure but at the same time I'm not going to go to Utah State and look at the coach and be like hey man I heard what you said but, <laughs> thanks man yeah so I just kind of focus on doing me and just doing uh, the best I can do. You're
0: okay with giving him high blood pressure though, right?
4: Yeah, I mean, I'm definitely like that, but I'm not gonna say anything about it. Sure. Some of these young guys that outside linebacker, uh, is it expected
2: that they're going to contribute and get on the field, you think, this year?
4: Um, Definitely. I mean, usually we only have three real guys that are uh, by the time we get into the season, three guys that can really play or that are not injured. So, with this year, we have like ten outside linebackers. I've never seen the room that full before, and especially with the freshmen being so, uh, I guess, advanced. They're, I don't know, they're gonna, they'll be able to contribute a lot more than usual. So, Is Troy Hines playing outside? Yeah, he, yeah. I was actually coaching him up a lot today. He's doing real good. So, I wish I was as big as him, but. So he, he weighs more than you, but same height, right? You have a height battle? Yeah. No, I think we're like the same height, but he's definitely got a few pounds on me. So. Where will Michael Elisa fit into all this? Um, right now, he's the number two Sam, so he's right behind me. So, I, and, I mean, he's been here. He, he knows what to do, so he'll, he'll probably get a lot of playing time. So,
2: What's too tall to play linebacker, or even maybe football for that matter? We were thinking about Corbin Kafusi, who's decided to play basketball.
4: I think Bronson is, like, right at the edge. Any taller, he'd be kind of, like, huge, but I think, I don't know, I feel like a lot of players are just getting taller and taller and bigger and just, I mean, if you can move and you're that tall and you're not very, like, loppy, I guess, it doesn't really matter.
0: Lonnie, we implore you to continue to give opposing head coaches high blood pressure and good luck with the mustache game.
4: Yeah, thank you. I'll keep growing it out. This is going on, like, (laughs) six months, so. No way. Yeah, I can't grow facial hair.
0: So. <laughs> Good effort. Yeah, thanks, Alani. Six
2: months. You thought my mustache was struggling, man.
0: But who cares if you? Yeah, can make Alani Fu has
2: got game. Who cares? So he switched to the will linebacker or weak side. That's what Kyle Van Noy played. So he's expected to sort of take those. Uh, Kinds of plays. Now Van Noy was exceptional. Don't expect Fo to be Van Noy this year. But Fo can make
0: plays. He's ready. He's the godfather of the BYU defense. <laughs> <laughs> or just that He big must daddy have just Fu. watched
2: that movie or something.
0: Like he's he is the NFL prospect on BYU's defense this year, according uh, to I believe it's Chris Sports Illustrated. Yeah, Sports Illustrated. I want to say Chris Chris Burke, that's right. He he listed all the best prospects from smaller conferences. The independence. he had a guy from Notre Dame. Hey, we Dame. don't want to be in that discussion. And BYU's Alani Fua, saying that he's he's the next best guy that could get drafted from BYU. And Alani really likes his
2: fellow Oaks Christian high school linebacker, Zach Stout. I didn't realize they went to the same high school.
0: Which is why I said I think I'm biased. Oh, yeah. Up next, Blaine Fowler joins us to show off his physique and talk Cougar football. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan broadcasting in Radio Vision. And you can
2: watch some of the BYU interviews and highlights. You're looking at me like I'm doing this terribly. Nope, I'm not. YouTube.com slash Uh Cougar Camp All Access is featured there today. Media availability today. So in the afternoon, check that out. Uh, and then interviews from this very program, BYU Sports Nation.
0: Our Twitter question today, which BYU linebacker are you most excited to watch this season? Keep your responses coming using the hashtag BYUSN. Our Cougar Camp All Access coverage continues here in 2014 with... With the man, Blaine Fowler, former BYU national champion and BYU TV dual sport analyst, joining us live on set. Have we had you up here with us before? Just no, on always, the phone, right?
3: Just always on the phone. Sweet. I, I, I'm, when I'm watching and I see what you guys get to wear, I got like excited. Like, hey, come in. Wear a golf shirt. Don't worry about it. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's awesome. awesome. Yeah, I love this radio radio slash TV gig. This is we call, awesome. We call it radio vision. I like it. You I know? like it.
0: Listen, you are in better shape now than you were when you were a national champion quarterback at BYU.
3: Oh, what's no. it? Yeah,
2: Not what's going true. On? Not true.
3: <laughs> Not true. <laughs> you
2: took the offseason conditioning seriously. Yeah, I,
3: you know, Bronco challenged everybody to work hard in the offseason to get in shape, and I thought, hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna take the challenge. I'm gonna do it. So I just worked out like a madman. Holy you and, look great. Great. and, and Man, I also and I also great. had Gavin coming back from his mission who would not let me miss a workout so as he's getting prepared to you know for football this fall and and uh, so he's gonna join up with a team the the first first day of school just barely got back two months ago so so won't participate in fall camp none of the return missionary walk-ons that are back in midsummer um Really, for safety reasons, we'll join the camp. We don't need any pulled hamstrings out of those guys. They're just back.
2: Well, that's weird to me a little bit because some guys are in there and some guys aren't. So, yeah. like, uh, Harvey Longie. Troy Hines. So this yet Corey Edwards is being held right. back, who we thought would be the place kicker.
3: Well, and Corey had little, he tweaked his back just a little bit, and he's feeling fine. I mean, I just talked to Corey the other day, so he's feeling fine. But I think I think Bronco wants to err on the side of caution with these return missionaries. And and, and if you're a scholarship return missionary, um, you know, they they have you in camp. By NCAA guidelines, they have to have you in camp unless you have some type of an injury. I, I mean, I think I think if they had it their way, they would have all of those kids that got back June or later just work out. Yeah. until the beginning of school to avoid injuries. And That's so they're doing shirt. everything they can to, to keep him healthy. I think about guys like Troy Hines, who's going to be this unbelievable football player. He's a, he's a crazy talent. You talk about linebackers to watch. I mean, he's going to be, but but he's a really good family friend. And I, I know that we all just go, okay, don't pull a hamstring, don't pull a hamstring, don't pull a get hamstring. Get healthy, get
0: right. get in condition. Yeah, and
3: as much as they try to tell these guys, hey, you just got back a few weeks ago, so take it easy. It's hard when they're doing a pursuit drill or you're chasing after somebody with a football to, in your mind, say, okay, hey, I, I can't go full speed. So so we watch those guys like Harvey and Troy and we just keep our fingers crossed that they're smart with their bodies and they don't do anything crazy and that we can keep them healthy long enough to get in the kind of condition they need to be in to be able to contribute and play.
0: Which linebacker are you most excited to watch play in 2014?
3: Well, it, It's twofold. And you guys have talked about Alani and, and he's an incredible, incredible talent. I mean, his. His ability to cover in space is as good as most strong safeties in the country. Yeah,
2: he's a safety. Yeah, and so linebacker. he so
3: he can he can get on an inside receiver, and it doesn't necessarily have to be a tight end type. It, it can be an inside slot receiver, and he can take him away. I'm trying to remember the game where where an inside receiver was running a um, a seam route. It was Houston.
0: Oh, the game winner. Yeah. The game winner. Yeah,
3: and he he makes a play on the ball that I'm not sure. There's five linebackers in the country that can make that play in space against the pass. And so he's tremendous there. And as he's gotten bigger and stronger over the last couple of years, he's developed into a guy that can be an edge player as well. So he can hold down that edge. He can come up and be a force player as an outside backer. And so now he's got a complete game. And, and he is very talented. You can see here how he can run. And so – so he's gone from a guy that can play in space with tremendous talent to a guy now that has the physical strength to be able to play the outside. And I'm, I'm just so excited to see how this season pans out for him. And you know, if, if you take a look at Alani as a freshman – I mean, he won't take offenses. He was just like this goofy freshman. (laughs) He was so
2: skinny. I don't
3: know that I ever thought that guy would get out on the field. I knew he was a fast guy. but He was just a tall guy. It's a testament to work because he's transformed his body into a guy that can be out on the field. So it's a guy that was long and had speed. He looked like a basketball player, um, and he's such an easygoing, nice kid that you're like, does this kid have the intensity to put the work in <laughs> to be good? And, and I'm telling you, he's shown us over and over again these last couple off seasons, he's got the intensity. He has that ability to turn that switch on. He walks over that white line and oh, he, beca- he on. becomes a madman, and he comes off of the field, and he's one of the nicest kids you'll ever be around. So I'm, I'm really I'm really excited to watch him this fall because I think he's going to blossom into one of the premier linebackers in the country.
2: I mentioned that he had moved to the wheel. That's not true. He's still the same. Bronson Kafusi is at the wheel. So no pressure, Bronson. You replace Kyle <laughs> Van Noy. That's not going to be hard. The wide receivers uh, really stuck out to us as we watched Friday and Saturday. A lot of deep balls thrown with accuracy, and then some underthrown because Devon Blackman's just too fast. I noticed that. But byu has got some receivers playing. I think they upgraded the talent of that position.
3: Yeah, that that's probably and you know, we we all were together watching practice the the end of last week and and that's probably the position that went we went into fall with the most anticipation about, and so far, through a few days of camp, it's been the most impressive position. Agreed. Because all of the guys that we thought we're going to make plays, are making plays. We're not seeing a lot of drop balls. We're seeing routes run. That's the thing I was watching. I'm like, okay, these new guys. How's Devon Blackman going to be at route running? Is Nick Kurtz going to continue to progress from where he was? Um, Jordan Leslie, what, what do we make of Jordan Leslie? How fast is he going to learn the offense? Is he going to run routes well? And the answers are resounding yes for all of those things that we were wondering about. I mean, they're making plays. Blackman is a good route runner. That, I have to admit, that's a pleasant surprise for me. So many times, these guys who have this incredible speed don't have the discipline to run the routes that you want them want them to run. He's been a tremendous route runner for a guy with that kind of speed. And, and I think the guy that has been maybe the most impressive to me has been Jordan Leslie. He, he's come in, and Isn't I awesome. thought he would be good. And you know, we were talking about who can we do. We know if Nick Kurtz is going to be good? Well, we, we don't know for sure. Do we know if Blackman? Well, we don't know for sure. Jordan Leslie's the one guy that we've said all along. There's no question he's going to have an impact. He's already played at the highest level. He's already been unbelievably productive. It's just how how fast will he learn the offense? And, you know, talking to Taysom Hill, he's, like, really impressed with how fast he's picked this up and, and how he understands the adjustments and he's running the proper routes and all that. So I, I think Jordan Leslie's going to contribute in a big, big way, and we're going to see him be one of the go-to guys for BYU this fall.
0: Blaine Fowler with us on BYU Sports Nation, former BYU quarterback, national champion, and dual threat analyst. Blaine, let's talk about Taysom Hill. He's got a number of weapons to throw the ball to now. You mentioned to me at practice, immediately after you saw his footwork, he just looks so much better already. What specifically did you see in Taysom's footwork that made you think, He's put in some serious work over the summer.
3: Well, he's, he's, he's throwing downhill, so he's not on his back foot at all. There were times last year when there'd be a pass rusher. He got in a hurry. They would throw off balance. He'd be back a little bit, and, and his stride foot wasn't. When, when you're throwing the football, you're trying to get your hips perfectly aligned to where the football's going, and so if that stride foot isn't in the right spot, then it affects where the ball's going to go. It's either going to take off or it'll dive down. So I'm watching his feet really, really close because – if a quarterback's footwork is consistently good, then he's going to be consistently accurate, and and and, he, and he's that's been a work in progress during his career. So I, I isolated on that for almost the entire practice when I was watching Taysom, his footwork was perfect for the whole practice. So that was impressive to me. And that's the product of a lot of work. So he's put a lot of work into it. Now, and and it's holding up in practice. So now the next test is when he lines up against UConn, and even more importantly, the next week against Texas, when he's going to get some Mm. pressure because they'll come after him. That's the style of defense we're going to see Texas play. Cedric Reed will be in the backfield. Yeah. So will will those mechanics, now he's done... Literally thousands of reps of good footwork in this off season um through spring ball in through the summer, now we want it to hold up under pressure. does the, those mechanics hold up under pressure when he's got to you know make make the perfect throw? I believe he's put enough reps in that it will, and if it does, okay, watch out. Because that receiving core is really, really good. And his accuracy is going to be where, where we'd like to see it for a BYU quarterback. And, and this could be a scary offense with the weapons they have.
2: It's at this point in the conversation that we need to remember that we've seen two practices. right? And pull it
3: back, baby!
2: <laughs> pull it back! Let's see some more. Brian Logan made a great point yesterday when he said, Okay, as the ac- five-day acclimation period happens, pads are going to get, you know, shells start to happen, helmets, all that. Then the D-line will actually get a rush. -hmm. Now the linebackers actually get to hit somebody. Then we'll see if BYU has all this time in the pocket and clear passing lanes and all that. How does practice sort of evolve in the first couple days?
3: Well, right now they're just trying to get in shape, and I can tell you, I talked, I talked to some of the kids that are good friends on Sunday, and I said, "How's your legs?" I almost can't walk. (laughs) And these are kids that have been working hard, you know. And so, so right now is about timing. You know, foot, working more on footwork and things for guys, for everybody, not just for the quarterback. Footwork, technique, and, and getting a base of fitness so that they can can really, really go hard. Now they've been working like crazy, but there's nothing like the work that happens when you come into fall camp and the coaches are there every minute pushing you. Um, so this first week, they call it acclimation because your body's getting acclimated to working that hard every day. And then now we make that transition after the first five days. They continue to work on all of those things, but now the physical part of the game comes for a short period because Broncos Always aware of keeping these guys healthy through fall camp. We're not going to see Taysom Hill get touched. If anybody gets near him, somebody's going to be in trouble. I yeah, can tell I'm
0: you that. It's um, actually funny when yeah. someone does. Yeah, yeah it's just,
3: hey, what? Don't. I, I ran four feet behind him. Don't go four feet behind him. Yeah. Don't go in. It. You reached out your hand toward him. Don't reach out your hand toward him. So, Don't so, look him in the eye. Yeah. So, but, but what I'm anxious to see, I think this is a very important time that we're coming into. Now that they'll be in shells and they'll be in pads for the offensive line, because to me, that's the the biggest question mark remaining for this football team. Is is this group going to be more physical? And we talked about it last week. Are they going to be more physical? Are they going to execute at a higher level than they did, especially in the red zone when they get down in the goal line or Similar to the red zone, when it's third and one, are they going to be physical and knock people off the ball? Are they going to go confidently off the football, know who they've got and where they're going so that they, they go aggressively off the line and just reestablish that line of scrimmage in the defense? This, this is the time that now we start to establish that. And until they get pads on, Garrett Touje, he can't really settle on who that perfect rotation is going to be. He's got to see these guys in pads. Yep. Um, and we're going to see those receivers catch balls with guys now that – they're not going to let the defense take open shots at, at these guys, but it's going to be a little more physical. They're going to get held onto trying to release on their routes. So now they've got to play physical. They've got to learn how to get off the football and get their releases and get into their routes, even though the DBs are now grabbing them and smacking them and redirecting and doing all those things. So it's all been all mental and conditioning. Now the physical part comes for a short period before then they taper that down and get ready to go play a football game and get everybody's legs back before UConn.
2: And they're practicing as we speak. We'll head over there after and do some interviews so, shortly.
0: Blaine Fowler with us on BYU Sports Nation. There's been this big developing storyline early in camp with the depth of the running backs. All summer long, Jeremy and I were talking about, oh yeah, the one group we know about that's going to deliver are the running backs with Jamal Williams and Adam Heine and Paul Lasike and Algie Brown. Well, now Jamal suspended for the first game against UConn. Algie Brown's being held out with uh, academic issues we learned from Brian Logan yesterday. So now it's fallen to Heine and Liseke. What what kind of a game plan now does BYU have to implement at UConn, and, or will it change that much at all?
3: I, you know, I don't think it changed that that much. Um, you know, we saw Adam running with the ones the other day in practice, and and we saw Adam's body. <laughs> My heavens, he is the best built man I've ever seen in a BYU football. On, on this team. Wow. It's, like, ridiculous. They should just make a statue of him right now and go over and put it in Greece. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's what he looks like. Can we make so, a statue of Lavelle first here? Yeah, let's do that. Let's right? put a statue okay. of Lavelle. Then of him. Adam Heaney. Then, then we'll Adam do an Adam Heaney, Heaney one. Then Mike Keg. He, he could be the model for all the great sculptures. For Bernini. <laughs> Bernini should do a sculpture. Should have done a sculpture of Adam Heaney's body and put it over in Rome. But <laughs> Bernini. So on one. So Adam's going to hold up just fine if he has to, you know, get the bulk of the carries. And, and then Paul's a road grader that can also help out. Nate Carter has, has been a solid player to play spring, and, and help out. I mean he's he's a guy that we don't talk about that much that's very, very capable. And they've got so many weapons at the receiver position. Um, that they can, you know, don't be surprised if if uh, Die comes over and runs some things out of the backfield if they need to get to the edge. Please, you know, he, he could be a scary guy, and they can use him in multiple ways. So, so they'll work around that. I do believe Algie's going to get eligible. I do, you know, Jamal is going to be suspended for a game, and he's going to be back. So it's it's really only the first game that we worry about, and I think we're going to be in good hands in that first game. I, I trust. Adam Hine completely to be able to carry that load if needed, and then that combination of he and Paul and Nate Carter, I think we're going to be just fine for that first game, and then then you know Jamal comes back and, and we're right back where we were, where you think that's gonna it's going to be just fine.
0: The ripped cut version of Blaine Fowler on set See, my, at I, BYU I, Sports I, Nation. If
3: I can get built like Adam Hine then I'm going to go start going yeah. on TV and taking stop, off my shirt. Stop it. <laughs> stop it. I mean, that guy's ridiculous.
0: We will have a sculpture of you in the studio, Blaine. <laughs> You're not going to look
3: like Adam Hine. What the heck? Oh.
0: You have inspired Jeremy and I to work out at least one day a week. What is, a, work, what is a
3: workout? <laughs> you got to go twice a day. Twice a Lifting day. Lifting in the morning and Ooh. cardio at
2: night.
0: Oh, I don't know if I can handle that. You, but
2: got, you got me at twice.
0: <laughs> stop. Blaine, thanks for coming in the studio. Good to, have good you to with be us. Good to be in studio. The linebackers are on topic today. Our Twitter question is, which linebacker are you most excited to watch for BYU next year? Use the hashtag BYUSN. Oh, by the way, if you haven't heard, Stone Cold Sober, 17 straight years. Yeah, I'll drink to BYU, that right now. Cold one. Have a cold chocolate milk on us. This is BYU Sports Nation on BYU Radio, simulcast on BYU TV. Ain't no party like a Provo party. I've said that a million times. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation, sponsored in part by National Processing, credit card processing for your business needs.
2: Listen up, y'all. Women's soccer is live on BYU TV this fall. Eight games on BYU television. August 25th, Washington State at 7.30 Eastern time is the opener. Spencer Linton on the call. Can't wait.
0: Women's soccer team taking pictures today, getting all uh, amped up to go. Uh, one of the nation's power teams. So, uh, yeah, excited to do it again.
2: I want to see men with makeup for the pictures. Just see what would happen.
0: <laughs> Let us move on. No, I don't. <laughs> Let us move on. Our Twitter question today, which BYU linebacker are you most excited to watch in the 2014 season? Use the hashtag BYUSN. What's your answer? Oh, I'm going to say Bronson Kafusi, just because it's new and it's exciting and he's huge and he's replacing no. Kyle Van Noy. Mine's Harvey Lange. What can the guy do? We'll find out. I'm excited to see. Use, use the hashtag BYS and to send in your responses. You know what I want to do right now?
2: Big deal. No deal. It's like they read my even, mind. I didn't even have to respond.
0: National processing sponsorship a Big Deal No Deal is a big deal. Credit card processing for your business needs. Here's how it works. We throw out a one-liner. Jeremy and I will tell you if it is, indeed, a big deal or no deal. Let's go number one.
1: Big deal, no deal. Jamal Williams actually spending his weekends at Classic Skating.
0: This is a big deal because Jamal is a man of his word. Okay, And he admitted to us in his two-on-one, I'm just looking for good things to do to help me stay out of trouble. And if Classic Skating is it, and he delivers on that, and he's taking his teammates with him, how can that not be a big deal?
2: He's keeping classic skating in business at least for one more year, which is awesome. Uh, it's really funny that he actually went to classic skating. Snowball. <laughs> but no deal. I need to see more volume out of Jamal. Anyone can go just once. Now if he goes two plus, now we're talking,
0: now we're trending. Number two.
1: Big deal, no deal. Corbin Kafusi not at football fall camp.
0: This is a really big deal because it about seals the deal. That Corbin it sells the deal. No, Corbin. <laughs> I said it right. Stop I know, it. I know. Corbin is so playing, is so playing basketball. So OK, it hasn't been officially <laughs> announced, but it's 610 and he's an athletic freak of nature trying to Blake Griffin dunk on everybody and pick up ball and succeeding. Apparently, how can you not want him to play basketball? I mean, it's, this is a good thing for the BYU basketball program.
2: This is a big deal. BYU's not announced it, but let's just make it official. We've learned that Corbin is going to play hoops. He's going to walk on. He's going to be the 16th eligible player. This is a big deal because he can contribute right away. I'm not sure how good he's going to be, but uh, people at practice, apparently he's dominating. Apparently, he's playing really well. I wouldn't say he's going to average 20 and 10 this year, but what if he's three-fourths of what Eric Mika did last year as a walk-on, maybe in a starting role at some point? That's a nice contribution. Yeah, what if he's your starter? Maybe. However, we just don't know. We just don't know. And he's a walk-on.
1: And there's too many guys on the team anyway.
0: I love it. It's a good problem to have. Woo! Let's go number three.
1: Big deal, no deal. BYU, stone, cold, sober. 17 years running.
0: I'll raise my chocolate milk to that. I want to say it's a big deal, (laughs) but it's more of a big deal if BYU does not win the most stone-cold sober school. So I'm going to say no deal. Status quo. I'm not surprised. This is a big deal. This is part of
2: BYU's identity now. Just like lip syncing, (laughs) apparently. Basketball and now football. Someone tweeted, wait, I don't know if I want the lip sync out there. It's like, this is who we are now, you guys. BYU's a lip-syncing, uh, ranked number one in lip-sync from the Princeton Review this year. Now, it's a, it's a big deal. That's cool. When BYU's not number one, what's going to happen?
0: <gasps> yeah. Yep. Then some people will freak out. I'm going to take some chocolate milk with me to East Hartford. I can tell you that much.
2: Countdown to Connecticut. 24 days. Jack Bauer. Bang.
0: Three and a half weeks away from BYU-Connecticut at The Rent in East Hartford, Connecticut. Three and a half weeks. Can you believe it? No, I can't. What day did we
2: start this? December or something? January 2nd? January 2nd
0: 2nd we started the countdown. That's amazing. It's now August 5th. Up next on BYU Sports Nation, the Cougar Whip Around, plus more of your tweets. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented in part by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need it most. Welcome back. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan here. Our two-minute offense goes right now with the whip. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around Football.
2: Today, BYU is practicing for the fourth time. Media can watch the final 30 minutes of practice, then do interviews. Cougar Camp All Access continues today on BYUTVSports.com and tomorrow on BYU Sports Nation. Football.
0: Sports Illustrated named Alani Fool one of the top NFL prospects from smaller conferences.
2: Men's Volleyball. The Independent Conference. I still have yet to get the sticker for my car. The 2015 schedule, informally called the post-Taylor-Sander era, starts with two neutral games uh, versus Lewis and defending champ Loyola in Palo Alto as the team announced the full schedule yesterday. The Cougars host 14 home matches in 2015. Baseball.
0: BYU Baseball released its non-conference schedule yesterday. Well, the whole schedule. Includes a strong February at Santa Barbara, a series against Nebraska and Arizona, and a series against Big 12 Power Oklahoma. Swimming and diving. Didn't even
2: mention Utah in there. Hmm. Uh, the three Cougar swimmers set out to compete in the 2014 National Championships beginning on Wednesday in Irvine, California. Jake Taylor, Hayden Palmer, and Chad Sorensen will compete in a meet that will influence those who represent Team USA.
0: Marv Allen, 1984 National Champion, on the show tomorrow. Today's All Rise up. and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter. Help when you need it most. DexterLaw.com. We've mentioned it a few times on the show. Stone Cold Sober, 17 years. This is, this is a cold one for you, BYU. This milk's for you. Which BYU linebacker are you most excited to watch this season? Let's get a quick tweet in.
1: You got tweets.
0: At David Roberts 20, tough one. Fua for NFL potential, Warner for the future, and Stout for a great story of redemption.
2: Stout's story is really good. I'm excited for him to do work. Thanks to Alani Fua, Blaine Fowler, and everyone on our crew. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at BYU Sports Nation.
0: The show on demand on them, and on BYUtv.org slash DDR. For Jerem Jordan, I'm Spencer Linton. Shout out to Rashawn Brodus. BYU Sports Nation back to work tomorrow in Radio Vision at noon Eastern. We know why. Brigham.